Hey, I just wanted to share a great example that I believe um, of collaboration within my professional network. I'm a big believer of adding value wherever I can and continue to be proactive around building um, long-term professional and business relationships. And so um, over the course of doing these interviews, um, chatting with a contact of mine, James, um, from Corporate Training Solutions Australia, which I've known for the past five years, um, he actually allows me to use um, his paid a business Zoom account to stream live to Facebook. Um, and so I just think it was a great example of collaboration, how we both came together um, for a good benefit. And he's, that's just the type of person he is. Um, and those are the type of people I'm, I'm, I'm looking for who believe in um, collaboration and um, helping other people out where they can for mutual benefit. Um, and so uh, Corporate Training Solutions Australia provides per- personal development courses um, and also everyday end user software skills. So I would highly recommend um, reaching out to them if this is something you know, you've been thinking about either for your company that you own or the one that you work for or a government department that worked with um, a range of, of government departments and companies um, in Australia and the Pacific and Southeast Asia. Uh, send them an email, info at cts training.com.au. Uh, James is a pretty good um a pretty good lad too. So um, if you want, send me a message. I can send you his, his, his personal mobile. Hey there, this is episode one SFL podcast where I'm interviewing um, Dan Burke. He's an acquaintance, I guess you could say. I met him over three years ago um, at a networking event and we've kind of just intermittently kept in touch. And so he's been really gracious to give up some of his time just to chat about the state of affairs with regards to what's going on in the world. It's currently the 1st of April 2020. So the uh, coronavirus is pretty much at its peak globally everything's been shut down so uh yeah interesting to see how professionals businesses and um just people in general are navigating the season so some good insights into what he's been doing uh, he's in the uh electrical industry so um, one of the major suppliers for lights all over australia particularly in brisbane and queensland so um this is uh my first episode so i'm excited to Launch it. Rowdy, enjoy. Very gracious in offering um, some time up to just chat about um, the state of affairs and, you know, just to get to know each other a little bit more. And, um, it, yeah, we, I've got some notes here, so I'll just continue reading the notes. Um, I'll introduce him and then I'll throw up to him. Um, how are you going, by the way? Sorry, Dan. <laughs> I'm good, mate. How are you? Mm. Very good. Very good. Um, so... I'll just jump straight into your, your background, mate. So um, experience in the energy sector, uh, particularly around power, all things electrical, I put there. Um, <laughs> yep. And one of the things actually that caught my eye um, on your profile is you spent some time at um, Red Eye Apps, which we can go into later on in the, sec- in the, in the session. But um, so you're, so basically the company you've been working for now, you guys have um, pivoted in a way that's um, been quite beneficial for your company right now. But um, yeah, what did, what, what, uh, what's, what's your current thing that you're doing right now, I guess? Um, that Yeah. So I guess, um, you know, you, you touched on a bit there. I've had a fairly diverse background. So I'm, a, I'm an electrician by trade, but I've, mm-hmm. I've been into through the electrical industry, then through uh, mining industry and back through 
high voltage electrical and then also had a, a, a as you said through uh, through red eye there for a little bit which was a, a startup and a, a tech innovator so um, based around some some of the energy industry so and now I'm working for Australia's leading lighting company uh, which is Peerlight so um, and running Queensland business for them so it, yeah I've been around the place and I've been through from a, a trade background contracting background to you know, to a government-owned organisation, then to a and now I'm in a, a supplier side of things as well. So it's a, it's actually pretty interesting seeing the different different ways that people operate in in this sort of sector. So, um, but yeah, no, I'm really enjoying it, and um, I've been here for coming up 12 months now. So oh. um, yeah, and and whilst it was a challenging uh, challenging business when I came into it. Um, 12 months ago and then even more challenging now, 12 months down the track when we've got this sort of environment where you've, uh, it's changed the whole dynamic of business uh, over the last couple of months. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just going to go straight into that one. So what's right now, given the state of affairs, obviously with the crisis in mind, which also is an opportunity, I guess you could say, like what's the one thing yep. that you've just, you've found difficult, I guess, in terms of, you know, your day-to-day business and supporting like your, your clients and stuff like that? Yeah, so predominantly our customers are, are uh, electrical wholesalers and, and electrical contractors, right? So the majority of our sales to those guys is on a face-to-face basis. So um, so now that you can't do a face-to-face call, that, that's the biggest challenge, right? And how, how we had to, like you said before, pivot to, to moving to these sort of video conferences and, and mm. getting my guys to change their thinking and change their whole sales technique um, to adapt to a to a screen or a, or a phone rather than, you know, on a, uh, on a face-to-face. Cause these guys in our industry, it's pretty traditional where, you know, you build a relationship with a guy and, and that's how the business is done, right? They, they build trust and then and that's, yep. that's it. But when you can't, you can't see, you can't be in front of them. It changes, changes how we do business. So and particularly for those, um, of my area managers who haven't been in the business very long and they're trying to build their relationships with these guys and now you have to do it over a, a video conference. It's been a real real challenge for them. But I guess the advantage of that is um, that the, the whole country has had to do it. The whole world has had to do it. So it's not just trying to do something different and we're doing something different to our competitors. It's everybody's having to adapt to this now and they're starting to starting to work into that. It's taken a little, little bit of time, particularly with some of our main customers for them to get on board with it. But we're starting to see some traction now where, you know, they're actually accepting meetings and we're doing, we're doing presentations of product and all that sort of stuff over video conference. So it's oh, wow. um, starting to get some good traction. Yeah. Right. I just want to touch a little bit on that relationship building. Um, uh, it may be relevant, but similar to kind of my experience uh, working in the mining industry, it's a very face to face type of, relationship that you have and I mean one of the things yep. for me that I've, I don't know if it's my personality or just something I've picked up is I would rather see someone face to face or pick up the phone versus like write an email and so I, th- I think yep. I can kind of get what you're saying is hey this is my methodology of like trying to build a relationship and then all of a sudden like the rugs just pulled out like out from under me so yep. Um, yep. It, it's good, good to hear that they've pivoted in that way and um, yep. technology. And then some of the um yeah, you're right. And some of the some people adjust quicker than others, and and some of my team have, have picked it up a lot uh, more quickly than some of the other guys did. And they needed a lot more. Some others needed more coaching as well on on how to talk to people over a video conference and, and still have the same conversation. Be able to 
to read the response from somebody too in that space. So, oh, wow. um, yeah. So I think when you're face to face, you can actually, you can read what people, you know, the body language and all sorts of stuff. It's a lot harder to do uh, in this sort of structure. So yeah, yeah no, it's, um, it's interesting, but I mean, my guys, you know, the, the sales team generally work remotely anyway um, because yeah. they're out on the road. But what I found is that they, they used to be driving to, customer to customer to customer and, and that time that they were driving is is inefficient and it's wasting time whereas yes. now when working from home they've they've gained a lot of this efficiency and they mm -hmm. seem to be more productive and it gives them more time to to dig in and do some uh, analysis on the data and have more meaningful conversations with people wow. whereas before they were driving to a wholesaler they spent half an hour or an hour to drive somewhere walk in the door say hey how are you going and, and they're not as prepared whereas now they're sitting down going through the, the data working out and going actually i'm going to talk to him about this 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 and this and they're actually having a really meaningful conversation and they're getting more out of it and then they're doing more of those conversations in the same time that they were doing these driving around the country so it's actually been uh, a really good piece i think for our business moving forward because it's, wow. it's actually they're smarter, right? They're, yep. they're actually got the, their tools and they're, they're, they're having those, you know, conversations. So, so you could say that's been a, a real positive. Absolutely. Guaranteed. <laughs> um, the challenge you have is uh, with working from home is, is uh, getting the commitment to doing what you're doing and not getting distracted, I suppose. So um, that's where you found we've given them a lot of information on routines. So getting these guys into a routine and giving yep. them call plans and, so, okay, plan out your weekly call plans and, and get into a routine of having your breaks and doing certain things in the mornings and the afternoons so that, you know, it feels like you're at the office or feels like you're doing a day's work. So you, you get into that structure. So I think that's really important for, for our guys and that's how they've, they've sort of adapted better in that space. Oh, I love that. Yeah, we, um, the um, consultancy that I'm just doing some work with right now um, and hopefully into the foreseeable future, we've set up three sort of daily touch points. So one in the morning, one in the at lunchtime, one in the afternoon. I haven't actually logged yep. in because I'm sort of semi on holiday, but um, yeah, it's like you said, that structure just helps um, understanding where people are at and um, keeping that touch point, like you said. So that's really good. Yeah, I think um, it's important. We do daily huddles in the morning. They're just short, uh, sharp, anything I need to tell them. Um, hey guys, this is this, go around the room, you know, the virtual room, of course. And, you know, who's, you know, anyone got any questions, anyone need anything, you know, that sort of scenario first up in the morning, just to get them kicked off. Yeah. Um, and then uh, any sort of feedback, but we've also found that when we first started doing these, um, for the remote guys, they, all the cameras were off all the time and you just, you're talking to an couple of initials on the screen in teams or something but, um, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's not as you don't get the interaction right so that's what we push for them every every team's meeting we have internally everyone has to have their cameras on regardless of where they yeah. are whether they're driving whatever it is love that because you need to have that that connection and, and it took us a little while to get everybody onto that but that's what happens now we don't start the meeting until everyone's cameras on hey your camera um, <laughs> yeah so, yeah exactly we call them out so uh, cameras <laughs> off and and, and we're not starting until you turn your cameras on. It doesn't matter where they are. So um, I think that's important. And, you know, keeping up that communication and, and that sort of face-to-face -face stuff is really important. So normally you'd send an email to someone sitting, you know, 
just the just down in the office here, but now we're actually dialing up and just talking to them over the over the video conference. So, wow. Uh, I think that's um and, and that's the hardest part about the culture of your business, right? So we've worked over the last twelve months I've worked pretty hard on on building a culture within this business because it, it had some challenges when I came in. Yep. Um and so now for me it's about you know, how do we how do I maintain and build that culture when everybody's remote and they're not here and I can't be face to face with them. So, you know, that's, that's something that I still um, am, am working on, but you know, but I think these, the video calls are, are getting there, but you can't do any of the social aspect that you would normally do to build culture. So yep. it'll be interesting to see how our businesses do this moving forward and, and definitely keen to hear if, um, if anyone's got any tips there <laughs> but, mm. uh, about uh, uh, culture and maintaining people's, you know, that positivity and the drive and, and the connection to your business whilst they're not actually physically in your business, I suppose. 100%, yeah. Look, I'm, I'm uh, you know, as dire as the situation is for a lot of people, potentially including myself, there's always opportunity as well. So I like your attitude around, yeah, continuing like sounds like you already were focused on building relationship and culture. And so this is just another layer to navigate. So I like that. I'm just going to jump. I'm going to change gears a little bit, mate. I'm really interested actually to um, understand what was your first job um, and how it came about, you know, what uh, include as much detail as you want or um, yeah, how you got it. Were you introduced to someone or you knew someone in the company? Like what was your journey with that first like stepping stone to, um, in the workforce? Yep. Yeah, well, I guess um, um, so. So my first informal job was uh, was actually working for my old man. He was a he's a builder. So um, every school holidays and and that I was on a building site and construction site doing uh, a lot of the uh, work that nobody else wanted to do. Of course. <laughs> and, and getting paid nothing. Labor, so. basically. <laughs> That's all right. I'm getting paid and doing it for the love of it. I'm sure. But um, but I learned a lot of valuable uh, lessons and. Uh, and I guess, uh, and skills, I suppose, in that space. But uh, my first formal job was uh, actually at a cinema. Um, so we had, um, and as you said, the introduction, it was somebody that um, my mum worked with, actually. So, and she had a part-time job at the, at the cinema as well. And she worked there. And then they, um, she said, oh, and just turned uh, 15 at the time. And, um, and they were looking for people to do... Uh, to clean the cinemas over the school holidays, so I um and she got me in there and I and yeah went got in there for the school holidays and that was two weeks and then at the end of the two weeks I said you want to stay on and and yeah that was that was history so I wow. basically went through learned everything across that business and I was the first male manager that they had in that business and oh wow um and yeah and was running that place at a fairly young age and things like that so you know it puts you in good stead for for those other things that came after that owning my own business and all that sort of stuff so Interesting. yeah that was my first uh, that's first really job. cool yeah and especially like it's so different from what you're doing now well i wouldn't i don't know if it's so different but um i love i love the story about um people that you know i think that's very undervalued not intentionally mm. but um and something that you know just us as society we can talk more about that the people that you know um are they're only like one step away from an opportunity, not only for yourself, but you can um, enable other people as well. Like you can make introductions. So I love those stories. Yeah, I think, That's why I asked that. Yeah, there's, um, there's a, I think there's a portion of trust associated with people that mm. you know and you mm. connect with, right? So if you connect with somebody and, and you trust them, then there's a, there's a piece where, 
uh, if something comes up that you know they reach out or they're willing to sort of go above and beyond for you in that space and, and those opportunities do sort of present themselves in that space. So, I love yeah, that. Yeah. That's really cool. So um, mm. one of the questions I missed actually was um, how do we know each other? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. How do we Yeah, so obviously we went um, through, I think it was LinkedIn first. I think you reached out to me at a point and, uh, and said, hey, look, uh, like your, your profile, I'm really interested. I'm part of this group, the, the hub group, and you should yep. come and have a look. And, and you know, I was at a, a point in my life and career where I was like, actually, this seems like something that, that was uh, interest to me. And I was, I was looking to sort of expand my network a bit. And obviously we got talking and, and I wasn't there to, I wasn't there to try and drive business or anything. I was there to actually potentially help somebody else. And that was the difference in that group. And, and yeah, I found it was uh, it was a really interesting group. And I've met a few uh, people like yourself that I've sort of kept in touch with along the way. And um, but yeah, so I think it's a, it's a good piece that um, giving back more than more than taking. hundred percent. That's a trust piece as well. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say it, it, uh, it, dovetails on the back of what we were just talking about regarding your first job is you know we don't even know each other that well we met a couple of times right in a professional environment mm. i think that's part of the journey is um keeping in touch with people but trying to add value obviously um mm. and that's and part of it for me like you know when i decided oh, i wanted to start talking to people um just you know interview them and see what's going on like so a, a few people came to mind first if you if you know what i mean so part something yeah. obviously that um, you presented in that moment and over the, the months that we were chatting, like just um, highlighted something in my mind. That, oh, yeah, okay, th this is something that I could probably continue with. So just being strategic around that. So I really like that. Um, yep. And family life. Family life. It, it looks like you're yeah, not actually so working from home there. You're in the office still. <laughs> no, no, I'm still in the office. And, uh, yeah, I've got um, two other people in my office. I usually have about uh, a beer about 15 people in the office, but uh, but at the moment there's only three left, so the rest are working from home. But uh, I'm still here because uh, I have a, a wife and two small kids. Uh, I've got a two and a half year old and a five and a half year old, and the five and a half year old is uh, is obviously uh, at home now because the schools are shut. But uh, and the two and a half year olds at home, so me trying to get something done in a in a day doesn't happen when I'm at home <laughs> if those two are home. So uh, so hence why I'm still uh, coming to the office, but. Um, but, you know, it's, um, it is interesting, um, you know, and we've got a, a six-month uh, dog as well. So um, I've got a little puppy there. So I've got all three small things that are running around all the places. There's no work being done if you're at home. <laughs> no, this is a challenge. But, but it, is, um, it is quite dynamic um, at home as well. And, 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 you know, with small kids, uh, you know, where you, you can't go to the playgrounds anymore and we're, we're at home on the weekends and we can't just go to indoor playgrounds and shopping centres and, and all that sort of stuff. And, and schools, the schools are shutting down and, you know, and how do you, how do you talk to the kids about that sort of, and what wow. the whole situation is and, and what impact it has? And, but it's actually interesting because, you, you know, when you talk to the kids, they're actually pretty smart and pretty switched on, right? And they, they can pick it up pretty quickly, which is... Uh, which surprised me actually. I probably took it a little bit for granted that a five and a half year old wouldn't be able to conceptualise what what's happening in the world. But when you talk to her, she's yeah, she's like, yeah, Dad, I don't know what's going on, and you have yeah. to wash your hands, and you can't do this, and you can't do that. So 
hats off to the education department too. Yes. The school she's at, they, they have done a really good job of educating the kids in that space. And, and, you know, I guess this is, and we're FaceTiming the grandparents instead of seeing the grandparents. So the kids are like, nice. yeah, that's cool. I'm on the phone and, and the technology is there for them to, to do that as well in, in isolation. So yeah, yeah, it's all working quite well, but um, so, so far we're all uh, COVID free <laughs> in our household. But all, uh, it is what it is, right? Yeah. Now we, um, my wife's a teacher and so I, I can um, relate to that scenario and definitely hats off as well to all the teachers that are doing their part. Um, initially, I actually didn't want my wife to go to work because for obvious reasons, you know, I didn't want her to get sick. Risk, and stuff. Right. 100% mate, but she, because she's so selfless, she wasn't even thinking about that. She, the thing she yep. was the kids, obviously. That's why she is a yep. teacher. She loves being in that environment. And so, um, yep. yeah, I kind of got over myself a little bit and I couldn't be more prouder, right? Um, yeah, they're, they're literally doing such a good job, like helping prop up Obviously, the education sure. for the kids, but obviously with the uh, healthcare sector as well, helping in that regard. So, man, that it's yeah. Well, my wife's a um, my wife's a doctor, so she's an obstetrician gynaecologist oh, wow. at the Mater. So uh, they're all in um, uh, you know full sort of uh, sort of scenario mode planning and and trying to contingencies around risk and all this sort of stuff. So they're planning everything. They've shut the hospital doors. It's only essential stuff now. It's it's a real different business for them as well and and i was the same she knows and she can understand what's happening in this virus right and what's happening globally and and for her she's conflicted too around yes. you know she went into the medical industry to to help people and then now she's like well i'm the biggest risk to my family and and you know right. she's got a, a dad you know in his 70s you know so he's at risk category and so she's you know she's sort of conflicted but still every day is dedicated to going to work and and making sure that, that other people are uh, are being treated and, and babies are being delivered and so forth yeah yeah I, I agree they're doing a great job yes that's oh thanks for sharing that mate that's really cool the one thing i thought of i uh, popped up in my mind when you were talking about your kids and teachers and yep. more so now doctors and nurses is tiktok <clears throat> i don't know if you've heard of TikTok, uh, so a new social platform. I don't know if it's new, but it's been around for a while and it's gathering quite a bit of momentum um, before yeah, sure. even the pandemic. But um, my wife and I are committed to just learning a little bit more about the social platform because the primary demographic is literally like primary school slash a little bit of high school. And now it's sort of leveling up. Um, yep. and, and so... Um, yeah, I was, I, I was just wasn't sure if maybe your kids are they like making TikTok videos every day, um, but the the bit the the healthcare sector they've jumped on board too. So there's a lot of like nurses, and this is worldwide. You jump, it's basically um, a social platform, but it's very um, snappy. So it's basically just videos, yeah. and people do dances and like do funny videos and yeah. and stuff like that. So it's very lighthearted with them, and um, yeah. it's that's that's. One of our go-tos, uh, myself and my wife, Tegan, we, we try and commit ourselves to, to making a video every day because it actually helps with exercise as well, funnily enough, when you're trying to learn a new dance. <laughs> yeah, cool. I like it. Yeah, it definitely interesting. Have, I'll have to look it up. Have a look at it, mate. It's, sure. it's definitely worth it, worth it for the walls. Um, but just, yeah, as soon as I hear, like, because uh, my wife, she's a teacher, obviously, as I said, so that all of her students are on it. So she's kind of, yeah. like, committed to, oh, I want to communicate with them a little bit better, so... That's, it's definitely, for anyone who's wondering what it is, definitely get on there and have a look. It's, it's, it's pretty fun. Yeah, cool. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, no, I'll definitely do that for sure. So just 
closing remarks, um, anyone that's uh, watching this video, either in my network or yours, um, what's, what's one thing that someone could um, help with either you or your business um, during this time? Uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting, right? So I'm like you, I'm open to hearing about best practice and, and, and what people are doing. And, and like I said, for culturally how people are, are dealing with this in their business. So if, if anyone's got some, some good ideas around, uh, around that, I'm, I'm open to that. That'd be great. Um, but on the flip side, mate, I'm here and, and open to any of your, uh, people who are listening or watching, um, if, if they want to reach out, I'm happy for them to reach out to me or through you um, to, if they want to discuss anything um, or, or share anything, I'm, I'm happy to do that. So definitely uh, in that space. And that's what we talked about. I'm, I'm happy to give back on any experience or, or whatever we're doing, if people want some guidance. Um, but I think, you know, generally people have got to, you know, and what I do is, is basically look for the positives in things and you've got to have a, a positive outlook to it, um, to everything that happens. So every day this is changing, right? Where the, the environment we're in is changing and it's going to be hard on a lot of people. Um, and a lot of people aren't sort of built to handle that very well. So yes. um, I think you need to look out for people and look out for the cues on people if, if they are in trouble. But um yeah. But I, I always find looking for positives and, and opportunities in, in these sort of times is, is the way to, to sort of stay on top of it. And, um, yeah, and like you say, pivot and, and adapt to these things. So um, it's the best way forward. 100%, mate. Yeah. And that's one of the, like, you know, partly the reason why we're, we're talking. And um, one thing that I've committed to myself to stay positive, like you're saying, during this time is to learn a new skill, I guess, and um, put myself out there. And so, um, yeah, that, that, that would be my, my suggestion to anyone watching as well is um, just learn something new um, in, and, and during this time. Um, and I'm sure there's a lot of learnings that can come from that. So thank you so much, mate. Yeah, no dramas, mate. No dramas. Pretty I think there's a lot of, just to say, there's a lot of industries that, um, that haven't seen this type of disruption, I suppose, in um, for a long time. You know, you had... Uh, the trades, electrical in particular, and trades, you know, through the GFC took a hard hit in, in 2009, and then the mining industry took a hit in about 2014, and, and they sort of bounced back, and they're fairly strong, and I'm seeing that those industries are, are pr pretty solid at the moment, but there's some others that aren't, but, you know, they can learn from, from other um, sort of industries as well. So, yeah, you know, it's going to be interesting times, right, moving forward, definitely. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time, mate. Stay safe. No worries, bud. Yeah, you too, mate. You too, and and happy to talk to anybody if they're uh, if they want to reach out. No drama. Chat soon. See you, mate. Cheers, mate.